Welcome to Split Decisions, a new Dark Starts podcast series just for you. Because buying gear can be a tough decision, Chad and I decided to bring the experts to you and let them talk directly about the ideas behind their products to help you decide what is right for you, taking out some of the guesswork. The goal here is to try and keep this brief and to the point that matters most about these backcountry essentials. Dark Starts, the podcast, is sponsored by Handout Gloves, the best thing since shoes got laces. Experience five-finger freedom with Handout Gloves' patented zipper technology and enable yourself to get everything you need so you can do what you want. We're also supported by Powder King Mountain Resort in the Pine Pass, BC. Don't forget to bring your snorkel. Face shots are the norm. This show is supported by Koo Sports and their full line of snowboard and ski waxes and tools. Pro Standard in the Grill Mount, the most versatile GoPro mount on the market. Sands Meal Bars, the best tasting snack for all adventures without all the excess stuff you don't need. Be sure to visit our website at www.darkstarts.ca and go to our partners page to learn more. Hey guys, this is Jackson Keough of Big Sky Mountain Products, and this is our episode of Split Decisions. Hey Jackson, it is a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. So to introduce everybody, this is Jackson Keough of Big Sky Mountain Productions out of Bozeman, Montana that builds and creates skins. Dude, we've been working together for a little while now, and it's great to have you on the show like to be here thanks for having me yeah i told you it was gonna happen we just, we just, <laughs> it did we, happen. We just didn't realize and when and how and like most people <laughs> talk you yep. talk months or a year ago and then finally make it happen hey it took time but we got here yeah it's good everything everything takes its pl- everything's got its place and it's got its time so i think this is great um yeah so let's just get into this so you've had a great busy day now you're uh gonna sit back talk about skins and your business and then get back to uh your fun of the day, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So who is, what is Big Sky Mountain Productions? Yeah, so uh, Big Sky Mountain Products, or we call it Products, the sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, we are kind of the next generation of the original purple nylon Ascension skins from uh, back in the 90s, if anyone remembers those. Um, there's a guy, Rick Liu, who was the first person to create a synthetic skin as well as the first person to create or to use a hot melt, uh, skin glue rather than a solvent based glue, which okay. is what most skin adhesive is based off of at this point. It's way less toxic. It works better. Um, it's just better all around. So, um, Rick and a partner started Ascension Skins back in the late 80s or early 90s, uh, sold to Black Diamond in the early 2000s, which is why uh, Black Diamond's nylon skin is now called the Ascension. Mm. And after his Do Not Compete ran out, about five years later, Rick started what was called Climbing Skins Direct. Uh, And they just sold skins online. Did super well with that for a while um, and then was ready to retire. Um, He knew one of my now current partners 
uh, contacted him about taking things over and, uh, things just sort of progressed from there. Um, so the brand, uh, started as a subsidiary of my partner's injection mold business back in late 2016. And then we incorporated as Big Sky Mountain Products in late 2018. And I've been involved with it since that point. That's how it all started. Yep. Um, we initially planned on just selling online, um, which you know can be a great model. You can keep things right. affordable that way. You don't have to give stores margins, etc. cetera. Uh, but pretty soon uh, we did one year of that and then just figured out that Moving into stores is really the way to go. It really gets the word out there, um, gets our skins on more people's skis. Uh, so we've been selling wholesale the last few years to uh, both retail stores as well as uh, larger companies such as um, other ski companies and uh, doing some custom skins as well. And uh, yeah, so the business model has kind of evolved since we got going, but uh you know, the entire idea of making really quality, durable, reliable skins has remained, and that's what we've been doing. Nice. Okay, so what – how did you get into skins? Like, what made you want to get into this business? <laughs> um, yeah, well, so it's, it was kind of random, to be honest. <laughs> it did. I love it. Uh, um, so it's a bit of a story, but uh, – so I have two partners. One is Eric Hafferman, um, who I met. We both grew up ski racing and met through ski racing when we were in high school. Um, and our third partner is Tommy Youngst, who is an old like Warren Miller skier from back in the day. Um, like an old kind of extreme skier, I guess. And Tom is also a machinist and an engineer. Um, so Tom was our connection to Rick, uh, who passed along the process to us. Um, and so Rick initially contacted Tom about, uh, taking the business over. And then, uh, Tom, myself and Eric met mostly just through skiing, I guess, um, Eric and I have done a lot of backcountry skiing and mountaineering in our area around here around Southwest Montana. And Tom just kind of caught on to that. Um, so we, I don't know, was interested in what we were doing and met us uh, or contacted us basically just because of that, just to talk skiing and, you know, talk about experiences, which was cool. Um, and then he, kind of realized that we might be a good fit for coming on to help him with the company. Um, so we just kind of in a weird way fell into mine and Eric's lap. <laughs> um, I was like, I was still in school at the time. Um, but yeah, it just, it made sense. Um, there aren't many skin companies in the world, so we thought it'd be a really good opportunity. You know, everybody wants to, make skis or make split boards or whatever it might be, but nobody really thinks to make skin. So thought no. that might be a really good opportunity. What was your knowledge on, on skins like prior to this? Uh, mostly just using skins. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and you know, Montana is pretty demanding 
um, your equipment in general and especially your skins because we have all these really long approaches, really long skins. It's cold here. The conditions are sketchy. Um, mm, sounds like Alberta. It's not cold. <laughs> yeah, probably pretty similar. Um, so it's just really hard on your equipment. So mm-hmm. a lot of our experience had been through like failing products <laughs> yeah, good. and yeah, yeah. using them ourselves. Um, so we mostly just kind of figured out what worked and what didn't. And, uh, yeah, I mean, most of my experience was just through our own use of them. Um, and trying to figure out what was best for me and best for what myself or my ski partners were doing. So what are the, uh, what are some of the more memorable things that you, that, that came up when you were learning in, through the evolution of this process of, you know, getting into this business and, and starting to make skins? What did you learn about skins that you didn't know before that, uh, that lends its way into the technology that you guys are using today to make skins? Um, a big thing that I realized was that most companies are trying to make pretty much the same thing. Um, there are only, I believe, including us, eight skin companies in the world. Wow. And, and um, eight, I should say eight skin manufacturers in the world. Right. Um, and they're all kind of trying to do the same thing. And you realize that the bar is not set very high skins are really known for failing. Everybody hates skins. Your glue fails, your your clips break. Um, I've, you know, listened to some other gear related podcasts where people talked about, um, people mentioned that you just have to expect your clips to break and that just shouldn't be the case. No, no. Uh, there's no reason that you should expect your tip and tail connectors to break. Um, they should be able to last. And the same goes for the skins themselves. The same goes for the glue itself. Um, so, you know, where, whereas especially over the last 10 plus years, so much gear has really progressed. Um, bindings have progressed. Split boards have progressed, skis have progressed, boots have progressed. Um, and skins have just kind of been in this weird place where now more recently people are kind of trying new things, but they're one of the last pieces of really important gear that people frequently are just really frustrated with and, um, you know, tend to fail them. And so we really, focused on making a product that that wouldn't happen with. So I'm here looking at your website and I see what says what a climbing skin make like is made of. So it says here there's a plush, a cord and an adhesive. Yep. So can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, sure. Um, So the main thing that people think about most is the plush itself. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a synthetic plush, which is almost always nylon. And um, then you have a natural plush, which is pretty much always mohair. And then you have a mix between the two. Uh, and there's a trade-off there. Mohair is lighter and a bit faster, but it doesn't climb as well. 
and it's it's much more expensive and it's not nearly as durable. So it doesn't have as much grip, but it glides well. So that would be used in a, yeah. different, in, in a condition that's more, uh, I guess, a longer approach versus a steeper approach. Well, is that not the big battle for everybody that's when it I'm comes asking. to skins? Like glide versus <laughs> yeah. grip, right? That's like, what I'm asking. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just trying to get a little exactly. more detail. Because I've, I've, I've had that issue myself you know many times you know i've had uh the first pair first pair of skins i ever had um i didn't know the difference you know and then i've been on other skins where they glide really well but they don't grip as well when when the pack gets thin you're on that more exposed edge uh you know and you don't have as much snow to grab onto and it becomes more of an issue yes Absolutely. and doing your kick turn and trying to go up a piece of well, you get the wind whipping sideways and... because you're more and more exposed and there's less, there's more ice and less snow Yeah, <laughs> you yep. know? and you're, you're battling that the whole time. So yeah, that's, that's right. that, that's that balance, right? You have to decide because there, there are those options there. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one place that skins could really progress towards is, um, a situation where you don't really have to decide, right? Where, yeah. Both, uh, you have the both the grip and the glide, and that's that's kind of the dream. So, so if I'm hearing you right, you're you're developing a Bluetooth skin so that I can just pull out my phone and I can say more grip, <laughs> exactly. little slider, right? And I exactly. can say actually, more grip. yeah, you don't have to pull your phone; it's uh, attached to the Alexa that will be in the, your backpack. Right? So you just. Let's, let's get Elon involved and just great. go narrow link. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm down. But, um, Sign me up. So then from there you, you have mohair and then, uh, you have synthetic, which is typically nylon. Mm-hmm. Um, nylon skins are grippier, much more durable, uh, more affordable, but not quite as light and they don't glide quite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a mix between the two. You'll have like 65, 35 mohair nylon or 70, 30 mohair nylon mixes, uh, which some people say are the best of both worlds. Some people say are the worst of both worlds. Kind of depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, am, I, am I getting too analytical if I ask like, how do you mix a natural and a yeah. synthetic product together? Like, how does it work? Is it strips of one, strips of another, horizontally or vertically? Like, or do you do it like a guy when you put someone's uh, like a bald guy's head that you give him implants <laughs> and just pluck them in or what? <laughs> uh, no, it's in it's in the weave itself. Um, so you'll have like one five. The easiest way to explain it is that if you have hundred fibers in a skin and it's a 65, 35 mix, 65 of the fibers will be mohair and 35 of the fibers will be, uh, nylon. And, uh, those are just, I guess, mixed in as evenly as possible. Mm. Um, you don't have like a mix within the fibers or anything like that. Um, so you're just using different strands of material to weave into, you know, what is basically a carpet material. Correct. So then how important is the cord is the question. Like, does that matter? Yeah, it matters for a few reasons. Um, It's really important for glue adhesion. Mm -hmm. Um, So skin companies in the past have had recalls or have had big issues where they think they found a really nice lightweight cord or, you know, for whatever reason liked it, but then had issues where their glue wouldn't stick to it well. Um, there are other factors there. The big things you think about with cord off the bat are 
how light it is, how flexible it is, and how well your glue sticks to it. Um, but there are a few other factors as well, such as some cord stretches more than others. So um, mm, yep. if you're, especially if they get wet, if you're on a long day, all of a sudden your tail clip will start falling off. And yeah, you have your to skins are getting long on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, and... And from there, um, it's, yeah, actually it's mostly just those few factors that I mentioned. So uh, you keep speaking about weight and light and dude, I got a binding, I got a boot and I got a ski slash half a split board under my foot, you know, ounces on the skin. I guess it, some people it matters, but to the ounces average, count, man. Well, I get it does, but yeah, to yeah. the average guy who's just doing a tour, um, uh, not bagging some massive peak and just like, you know, is the grip right? Is the glide right? That's kind of more of my thing right now at this at this point on my level of of split boarding. I still haven't figured it out yet. Efficiency is always good, especially on the up, right? Because that's Correct. where a lot of people a lot of people dread the up and they dread the climb, and so and then a lot of people get techy and they're like, man, give me the lightest I can get and what's going to work for me. Yeah. And Chad, I think you're right. Um, you know, to some degree, like, either, I mean, when you, when you, inc- I shouldn't say you're just completely right, but when you incorporate <laughs> your board and your boots and whatever, yeah. um, you know, the, the few grams of difference between skins yeah. is not the biggest deal in the world, but some, some people uh, it is Darren is, is yeah, is right. exactly. There, some people it is. Yeah. And then, you know, that's the trade off is like, what are you going to figure out? Like, and again, you know, now we're talking about different skins, mohair versus nylon and nylon blend and, you know, which one's got more grip. And again, that's, it, it's the reason why I have as many snowboards as I have is because you can't just have one skin and be expect, expected to run for everything. And a lot of people yeah. will do that. And people, that's just human nature. I got, I got a split, I got a split board, I got the skins, I'm good, but it's not always the right tool for the job. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, skins are nice in that you're you're right. You do have different skins that are more ideal for different conditions, um, but they at least will work no matter mm-hmm. the conditions, which is is nice. You know, like if you have a if you have a big fat light powder board versus a carving board, those are going to be do very very different things and perform very differently in different conditions. Um, whereas with skins, you know, you might. If you have a nylon skin, maybe, and you're on a really long approach on like a cold winter day, then, you know, maybe you wish you had mohair or the other way around. If you had a mohair skin and it was a steep approach and it was pretty, there's a lot of moisture in the snow, which has a lot to do with the grip and the glide. Um, you know, maybe you wish you had nylon, but I guess that's one positive, I suppose, for skin is that they'll always work. Well, I see the comparison to, to waxes because, you know, if you put a universal on, you're pretty good. But if you get a little more technical, you're even better, right? You get, you know, you precisely yeah. what you're, where you're going, the temperature, the conditions, all that stuff is going to help a lot more, a lot with your, you know, efficiency going up. Because everybody's, you know, you know, if it takes you more steps, well, it's, it's more pain coming down. Your legs are more burnt out and... Right, those are the things to look at. For sure. Yeah. I like it. So then I, I gotta ask, why a pineapple 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> For your logo. That's it. I love Good it. Question. I no, love no, it. Um, I'm just, you know, the, the, the skins you sent us, it's, it's, they're all pineapples on mine. Yep. It's just pineapple. So the pineapple. It's a bit of a funny story from my partner, Tom, who I said uh, is the guy who used to do like Warren Miller movies and whatnot. Yeah. Um, he ran with a crowd in around Bozeman in Montana in like the late seventies and the eighties, early nineties. Um, it was a really, really talented group of ski mountaineers who were just total animals back when the gear was horrible <laughs> and they were carrying around weight and everything else. Um, and it used to be that lone peak, you know, known as big sky resort. Um, you could skin up or hike up, um, especially during the spring when they were closed. And, uh, it was like a really cool objective. Uh, so at one point he or one of his buddies snuck a pineapple into one of their buddy's bags what? to hike all the way up Lone Peak, which, you know, when you have all this big bulky gear is a little bit less noticeable. <laughs> um, so this guy was just complaining all day about how bulky and heavy his bag felt. <laughs> he finally got to the top and started pulling things out of his bag and found a pineapple. Uh, you got... I think a little irked, a little ticked off at first, but then they cut into it and started eating it and right. decided that it was a great summit food. Yeah. yeah so it kind is. of became like a rite of passage with all these guys to like, you know, the new guy in the group or, you know, everybody <laughs> had to at least once carry a pineapple to the top so everybody could cut it up and enjoy it. Um, That's funny. And he just, yeah, he just like loved it. He, uh, he definitely, um, I think just a good memory for him that really ties back to his uh, big days of ski mountaineering. And um, so yeah, that's what he wanted to go with. And honestly, it's been awesome. Pineapples are in. People love pineapples these oh, days. Dear. I don't know what it is, but people love pineapples. I see them on shirts all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. People are into it. So yeah. I I'm could see, really I could happy see, to go with it myself. I could see our photographer, Mr. Uh, Travis, rocking a pineapple in his hat. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's just exactly. a fruity kind of guy. Oh, oh. <laughs> I got you. Uh, that's good. No. Um, well, there's something unique about your skin. So you you don't, you know, predetermine sizes, you know, they don't come, you know, in, in this, you know, in a variety of sizes. It's like, here's your skin, you customize it to the ski or the board. Well, skis are going to be skis, but the, you know, split or the skis you're, you're, you're buying them for. Uh, yep. You know, we made a video on that because we decided to, Travis, of course, and his creativity, made a little video on how to cut your skins and how to, you know, so we could have one because I knew this day was going to come and we have aired it a few times in our store, in our uh, IG stories. And now it's going to get a spot on post. So people will always see Travis's video and how to cut your own skins. So please explain why you went that direction versus the, you know, you know, 170 to 180 and, you know, 150 to 160 or whatever the variants are. Yep. Um, well, a big part of it is that split boards specifically yep. are so different from each other. 
tips and tails can really, really vary. Um, so, you know, it's been getting better in the skin world, but traditionally like 10 years ago, split borders are really used to having to really jerry rig their skins in order to make them work for their boards. Um, so part of it has just been so that we can cater to any shape out there, whether you have a swallowtail, whether you have camber, reverse camber, um, anything, you'll be able to make our skins work for your board. Um, the other thing is our, I mean, it's just a bit easier from like an inventory standpoint on our oh, end. Yeah. Um, our skins are certainly quite a bit more affordable than mm-hmm. almost any other skin out there that you'll find. And on the split board side of things, part of that is definitely um, the fact that we can just make a one size fits all. Yeah. We're not stuck with like a super, you know, our shortest skins possible with extra inventory or our longest possible with extra inventory. Um, we can just send them out to you. You can cut them however you'd like, cut them to the shape of the board. And I know they'll work, you know, they'll work. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, we definitely recognize the convenience factor of, Oh yeah. Um, having pre-assembled skins that are a certain length. Um, so we've started with that this year with ski skins where you can get pre-assembled skins with the tip and tail attachments already on, um, that are preset to a certain length, but they are more expensive. Correct. Um, so most, because it's more work, work on our end, it's more of an inventory complication, um, so most people we find still go with the universal length, the universal skin, just because they get to save some money on it and they don't really mind putting them together on their end. No, um, yeah, personally for me, that was, uh, that was a kind of fun part of it, you know, is, uh, I, I kind of geek out on gear and so it's kind of fun to, to take the time and, and spend that meditative hour or so cutting my skins and making sure that they fit my my skis perfectly. You know, I, sure. I enjoyed that process. You took the yep. you took the work the work away from somebody who you gave that board away to. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the board he made he we used your skins with, he ended up giving that away to our first board giveaway to a uh Somebody who we, we, we've met at Powder King, which is the resort we predominantly ride out of. And uh, that guy, yes. we, we made his year. I think he's so stoked about this boy. Yeah. His so. whole family bought, actually. Corey, their wife, his wife, their wife, his wife, <laughs> and their son, who's like 12 or 13. He's got a full split set up as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. A kid charges. Who's awesome. Yeah, and they're in a primo, primo, primo spot. Yeah. So we really, what we noticed, though, is we did something different with the, the, the tip uh, clip that you have because you, your tip clip comes um it's like a wire with an open end and just bent at two sides both at the each each side and you recommend having the full wire um to wrap around the tip of your ski uh we found that with a split that doesn't work the greatest and we actually went the other way with the open wire you mean yeah we use the open wire as the part yeah for sure to clip into your skin or an into yep. your board because of the skis got that, you know, it, it's um, the right and the left ski. So therefore you can clip it and it holds better. Yep. You told me to do that, Darren. You said. To, but it's the same as the way they recommend doing it. No, they've got it here where the full mm. bar. 
Oh, on the split board. Uh, oh, I'm looking at skis. Okay. He's talking yeah, about so on the top sheet side. Yeah. So we have the full bar for skis, but we have the open one for split boards. Oh, yeah. We got, um, mostly we got because the- you have the split board clips to actually, you know, right. attach your sides of your board together, and that will get in the way of a closed loop. Right. Um, so we put it open there so you can fit around that. Yeah. We just read the instructions, and your instructions are universal. So we were like, this works better this way. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. So the video that we created, we'll show everybody that. <clears throat> we'll post it. It'll also be what's going to happen as well is we're going to have you as a it'll be a profile on our website in the split decisions area where Big Sky will have its own um, page and we'll have video in there how to do it and then we'll do a little bit of description and a link to your page as well. Um, yeah, and then the big news is we are getting a skin with you guys. We're finalizing the graphic as we speak. When this drops, this will the, the skin will be um, done for us and we will be taking pre-sale orders on the Big Sky website. Uh, through Dark Starts, there'll be a code and uh, you guys can purchase away. And uh, everything purchase helps us keep moving and keep building this beautiful community and this beautiful project project that we've been working on for the last year and a half yeah like to have a dark start skin i think uh doing the custom skins is one of the more enjoyable parts of the business checking out the different graphics and whatnot so uh be good quinton's uh out of actually lives in bozeman as well quinton's our designer and he came up with a couple pretty rad designs and we've come up with we took what his what he came up what he sent to us and we've tweaked it um yeah we're stoked fucking awesome and his yeah. designs are actually going to make us some t-shirts designs so it's all good <laughs> um yeah Perfect. so one of the things i love uh, looking at the website and uh and deciding which skin to buy i mean you guys make it pretty simple man mm-hmm. there's not a ton of options which is great i love it it's pretty clean it's pretty easy um, one of the things I'm, I'm digging is when when uh, <clears throat> when somebody's on your website and they're ordering, uh, they have the option of getting the cheat sheets for putting the skins together and and doing all that. Um, adding the utility knife if you need it for the tool to trim your skins, and then the best option that I think is pretty rad that you got on there is hey, you want a copy of Staying Alive in Avalanche Terrain? Well, we can send a copy with your skins, you know, just add it to I think that's sick, oh, yeah. man. I mean, that's all about the education, which is what we're all about right all here. All about right? Yep. 100%. Yeah. I don't know. Have you guys read that book? Not yet. No. It's, you need uh, to send us a copy of it. There you go. I'm just it's, kidding. It's I'm just pretty incredible. Kidding. I'm just kidding. We'll it's get, pretty we'll incredible. I, uh, I mean, not that I would necessarily recommend this, but <laughs> I was... Backcountry skiing for uh, about five or six years before taking even my Abbey one and was really just going off of that book for the most part and my experience in the field. Um, when I finally did start taking Abbey classes, it was pretty cool to kind of compare and contrast with the book and mm. sort of be sure that it was just just kind of confirming everything that I had already understood from the book. Um, if you ever do take an Abbey class, at least it might be different up in Canada, just based on different authors or you know, different uh, instructors or whatever. But just about every Abbey instructor down in the States will recommend that all of their students check out Staying Alive in Avalanche Terrain. It's 
really, really educational. Uh, beyond that, it's just interesting to read. Uh, Bruce Temper makes a lot of really good analogies and metaphors that make it easy to remember what you're learning. Uh, whereas a lot of avalanche books or, you know, it's, uh, like mountain educational books in general can be pretty dry and pretty tough to get through, pretty tough to remember. Um, Bruce does a really good job at keeping it interesting and uh, keeping it easy to remember, which is really nice. Yeah. I have to check it out. It's definitely, it's a definite. Yeah. I just love the fact that, that you're thinking about the community and you're thinking about the, the person who's buying and, and maybe just saying, Hey man, I, have you thought about this? Like you just throw a copy on there and, and we'll send it out to you. Be happy to. Right. I think that's great. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's definitely a bit of a responsibility of ours, uh, backcountry splitboarding or, is dangerous it's you know it's a fact of the matter um and anything that we can do to prevent people from getting hurt or worse is uh definitely great and it was kind of an experiment to start um putting that as just an add-on for the skins you know i mean it's it's also a product on our website you can go to another page and just buy that alone but we weren't really sure how many we would sell just as a product to your skins. It's kind of random, I guess. Um, but is. people love it. I mean, we, yeah. we sell a bunch just when people, a, a lot of people tend to buy their first pair of skins on our website and see that and think, well, I should probably buy that if I know it's good for me. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm actually in your website now looking at, uh, you have an area called technology and it's got, um, I guess four sections of the skin. So it's got the fiber. So it's got the stiffness of the fiber. It's got the exit angle. It's got the weave process and then it's got the fiber material. And just looking through that, you just get so educated on what's going on. Uh, a little of the way you, your little diagrams. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. Anybody who should, wants to figure out more, like understand more about their skin, definitely have a look at their website and figure that out. Look at that stuff. Cause it definitely helps. Like, you know, you got to, more glide versus less grip. You know what's going on with the skin. Is I mean, what with the hairs? You know what kind of angles going on? What's happening? And yeah, that's that's important. I I, I definitely agree. <laughs> it's good to have that. Yeah, on the it's, it's definitely part of our intention to whether or not you buy our skins. Um, just being able to understand a little bit bit more about skins in general. Uh, uh, we really wanted to help people out with, especially with that page and the website as a whole. So here you got one that says um, the fiber weave process. You got one that says uh, the exit angle in weave and then the exit angle ironed in. So the ironed in seems to have a memory. Is that like, what's the difference between those two? Um, yeah, so the weave itself happens at what we call the loom, um, which is basically a carpet manufacturer okay. and they weave or, um, yeah, I guess they weave the plush at a certain angle. So it's completely permanent. Um, some companies, especially in the past would, uh, create their carpet material to come straight out at a 90 degree angle, like the carpet on your floor would. Right. Uh, and then they would iron it down basically to 
lay down those fibers, which would work great in the short term, uh, but not so well in the long term. So, um, so the ones that are straight up, it gives you less glide and a more vangle gives you more grip or more glide. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, and so for us, since we right now, we only sell nylon skins, we should be selling mohair skins next year. Uh, but since nylon skins are more known for the grip and don't, uh, necessarily glide quite as quickly as mohair skins, we really focus on a low fiber exit angle and a stiffer fiber, or sorry, a shorter fiber as well. Uh, which allows us to maximize our glide without sacrificing any grip. But remember, Darren, hit those skins are the ones I wiped out on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the fault of the skins, trust me. <laughs> no, no, no. That was coincidental. <laughs> oh, I'm just joking, man. It's just fucking... Chad's inability to, to have enough experience yet on the skin track. It's all good. That's true. Entire, well, he was bonking a little bit too, to be honest yeah, with you. But, uh, but yeah. Hey, um, I'm curious about what your thoughts are, Jackson, on uh, since you are the skin expert, um, you know, who we're talking to here. Um, temperature range and some of the thoughts, like personally for me, I know a lot of people talk um, and a lot of pros do this. In fact, I saw Xavier De La Rue did a video that he dropped, one of his how-to videos he dropped today, and he was talking about jackets and taking care of your three-layer jacket. And and just one of the things that hit me that I always hear people saying is how they like uh, they like the mesh pockets in their jackets for putting their skins in, you know, when it comes to the ride down. Yep. Personally, for me, I, I don't know what my, I, I, I don't know where I get my science from, <laughs> But uh, my mindset is always, you know, I'm not really interested in letting my skins go through that warm or that freeze-thaw cycle, you know, while I'm riding. I just, I figure, to me, it's just as important to keep my skins in the same temperature the whole time that I'm using them in and not to uh, stick them in my jacket. I don't want to get stuff inside my jacket wet either, you know, like I don't want to take my snowy skins or icy skins and stick them in my pocket. We all deal with that little bit of issue on the tour up. Um, where we get some snow and stuff starting to enter in on the side of the skin. Um, I yeah. I thankfully yet have to experience knock on wood the issue where my skins don't adhere at all to my skis. Um, I've always been lucky that way, but I always do get that little bit of one inch strip down the insides or the outside edge where some snow starts to make its way in and becomes an issue. Um, just kind of curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, so uh, I think I'm a little biased to be asking this question okay. <laughs> just yeah, because yeah. for us we really really focus on our glue and we think that our glue is one thing that sets our skins apart um it frustrates frustrates some people because it is a bit stickier especially out of the box tougher to pull apart whatever um but the trade-off for us is that you don't have to do annoying things like stick it in your jacket while you're riding down and get the whole rest of your body wet and cold. Um, I agree with you that you should not ideally have to be dealing with anything like that. I never, ever, ever stick my skins into my jacket. I pull them off. I throw them in my backpack. Um, maybe I'll even stick them on the outside of my backpack if I'm uh, just trying to move quickly. Uh, I think that 
your skin glue should really have the ability to work again and again and again, whether you're taking four or five laps on your local hill or if you're pouring out for 20 miles or anything else. I think that your glue is not only important for performance, but it's really important for safety. You know, if you're, I mean, up where you guys live and as well as around here, sometimes you're 20 miles from the trailhead and if your skin glue fails, then you can be in a ton of trouble. Um, so for me, I mean, I agree a lot of skins out there, maybe putting them in your uh, jacket and warming that glue back up will really help them to stick better to your board on, you know, once you're transition to go uphill again um but i i kind of hate that <laughs> and so yeah, i don't think that i, I think should there's, be part of the experience yeah for me it's like that doesn't really make sense because by the time you take the skins out of your pocket being the material that they are and thin as they are and you you open them up and then you go to lay them on your cold boards i mean they've already acclimatized to the temperature out there already so i i yep. don't see the benefit of that and i guess i i can understand how some people think that way but uh and i'm not saying they're wrong i'm just saying from my own experience i was just kind of curious uh what your thoughts were on that and and you answered it correctly as far as i'm concerned the glue i do believe it does make a huge difference and yes your skins out of the box are tough <laughs> that's for sure man. yeah they are um but they work in well <laughs> yeah. and uh yep. i know that's killer so i'm going to give you a few things here we got time of the show to give do some giveaways so we're going to give you a some coup sport wax we're going to give you a three temperature wax so I know you ski, and that's okay. Still love you. Still love you. Anyways. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's okay. I'm conforming. It's okay. So Kusport, our, our show sponsor, is going to give you a, a package of their mock uh, speed wax, three temperature. And we'll get that shipped out to you. Kusport uh, has a full line of waxing, tuning accessories. You know, please purchase from them, and uh, everything that you purchase, you know, just gives back to the community and gives back to us. So we can keep this thing going. And um, and plus, I used to work there, so I love I love the the, the owners. They're part of my life. It's awesome. Uh, we're also going to give you a grill mount. So Pro Standard Ken Ockenbach has a grill mount that is a GoPro. Uh, mount that goes in your mouth with heat multiple tabs because your head's the best gimbal. So this allows you to get some great footage. I know, like I said, hunting would be awesome. Stick it in your mouth and then sight in that gun and you know and get your deer. I think it'd be a cool shot. Uh, so we'll send you one of those. So the question with that is, do you want a black or a white one? Uh, I'll go black, I guess. Yeah, of course, why not? Of course, harder to lose in the snow. <laughs> Fuck, of course, it will, everybody else does. Um, harder to boy, lose man, you take that way personally, Chad. Every time I love it, man. Uh, but, just, <laughs> yeah, fucking do whatever. Uh, I, you I know, know, I'm imagining myself dropping that white camera and the foot of powder and just being completely lost. Yeah, but the so. tabs ten are four, orange. Ten four. Whatever. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> the tabs, the tabs black, are. So if they're tabbed, <laughs> if they're tabbed down. Oh, it's all good, man. Uh, also, we're going to give you a, a box of Sans Meal Bar. So Sans Meal Bar, the whole thing for them is really just getting, you know, food that should, food shouldn't be shouldn't be full of sugar, uh, fake sugars, uh, chemicals, and ingredients you can't pronounce. So Sans Meal Bar is exactly that. It has nothing, everything you can read, everything you understand, and it's all real food, real, the real bar. 
So we're going to send you a box of those. And please, everybody who's out there listening in, you know, we are scheduled to have 10 free bars per episode to give away. So if you go into the Dark Starts website, go into the partners, hit Sans Meal Bar, the first 10 people will get a free bar shipped to you. And then after that, it's uh, I think it's $2 for you get a deal on, on your bars. And anything you buy from Sans Meal Bars, you get 20% off when you use the code DS20. So that's that on Sans Meal Bar. We'll get you a box, 24 boxes. I know you've heard of them, never tried them. They're yeah. fantastic, man. I love them. They fill me up. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. So there's my giveaway for the show. Uh, Thanks for trying out. Yeah. Plug some sponsor, people that support the show. And uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, all I all I ask, and the sponsors don't even ask this, is just when you get your gear, just take a photo and post it on the stories and then tag us and we'll let everybody see that we actually give things away to everybody. Um, and I think you had something to give away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we would be really psyched to get a pair of splitboard skins into someone's hands. Your tail clips are a spark clip on the back of those skins as well, right? Yeah, that's right. We have a Spark R&D tail clip and a tip clip from in-house. Nice, yes. And I have to say thanks to Will because Will made this connection right here happen. Will Will Ritter of Spark (laughs) R&D. Will is Um, a good dude, man. He's he's always helping. He's always helping. He's super good dude. (laughs) That uh, that was the first episode I listened to and it kind of uh, intimidated me because I thought, man, I can't talk about splitboarding for two and a half hours long, but Dude. this is a great <laughs> Man, we could, we could talk to Will probably every week. Well, he's got his own show happening as well on somewhere else, but yeah, he's awesome. It's the most listened episode. Is I, it really? Yes. Nick that Russell doesn't is coming. Me. It's written. a really good episode. Nick Russell is coming in hot and heavy on his backside right now though. Everybody's loving okay. the Nick Russell episode, and he's uh, gaining some massive ground. Um, yeah, we got some great guests coming up in the near future. I'm freaking super stoked about it. Killer. But, uh, yeah, awesome. So I guess we have to give a question. Someone's got to give a question as to what you're gonna have to answer to get a set of skins. And my mm. question, my question's simple. What's the company logo? What's the Big Sky Mountain Products logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Don't like say it. it. Just zip it. awesome so yeah well that's um is there anything else you want to like kind of that you maybe thought about you want to give you know some talks about or talk to or get cleared everybody um when it comes to skins anything else we need to know about skins i mean uh, there's so much to know about skins sometimes it seems like but they should be pretty simple um there's always you know like we talked about there's always that glide versus grip issue um, you know, I know personally myself, I've always heard the mohair versus nylon in the past. Um, yeah, uh, there's just some different thoughts on that, but, uh, did we pretty much hit it all there? Or? Yeah, I think you did. I mean, the kind of the beautiful thing about skins is that when you, when it comes down to it, it's a pretty simple product, right? Um, it's a carpet and some clips and some glue. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't do this without them. Yeah, we yeah need but, them, it, and it's, but funny. it's also a super important product. And I think, you know, getting back to you're asking how uh, we got into it in the first place. And it's kind of just the fact that it, they kind of tend to be an afterthought in so many people's minds, but it's also super important. Yeah. And super necessary. There's uh, yeah. 
my first vision or my first the first time I ever seen a skin was actually at uh, Mount. It's in Jasper, so oh my God, I'm having a brain hemorrhage. Jasper Mountain, the hell's it called? Oh, Marmot, Marmot sorry. Basin. Marmot Basin. There's a uh, <laughs> there's a ski lodge in the at the in the halfway point where you can go get some beers and oh yeah. And if you go yes, into the yes, sit yes. down area, they've got a display in the corner, and there's these old set of trapper wooden skis, and then they've got these like beaver pelt skins, so yep. they could trap. And I was like, whoa, like that's crazy. And then cool. to see where the technology has moved to now, and yeah, it's pretty awesome. But the innovation, like those guys thinking about those things then, like I would, I guess when you're in the probably, you know, what's funny is probably one of the one of the animals that maybe lends to that most is maybe an otter, right? Yeah, you see know. how otters act and yeah, and they what they do when they move. They just belly slide right when they're coming down, and and I mean they have that fur that does that, right? Um, every time I talk to people about splitboarding who don't know anything about splitboarding, they're like, wait, you do what? And how do you do it? And yeah. what? And then I try to, I try to explain to them how the, the plush on the skin, how it works, you know, and it's, it's such a simple process when you think it's about it. It's the main it. component of splitboarding and yeah. it's ski touring. It's the, that. Ten four. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, skins have been around for thousands of years they used to make them out of uh seal skin back in the day um like old norwegian vikings basically um and i actually kind of had a similar experience to you a couple years ago there's i met or he was a guy that i've known for years um who's an old world war ii vet and he pulled out his old war world war ii era skins made out of seal skin which was what? really really cool to see um, probably an old 10th mountain division more. guy right <laughs> yeah something like that yeah that's really awesome cool. that's awesome killer killer well this has been fantastic i think we should uh call it a wrap and uh drop some of your socials and your website again everybody can go to darkstart.ca go into the splitboard tab and you will see the logo right there and you can go in and have a look and it'll direct you to their website as well you'll be able to purchase the dark start skins as well so yeah yeah. Um, you can just check us out at pretty simple, big sky mountain products.com. Uh, our social media Instagram is big sky mountain products. Uh, and we're probably one of the only skin companies in the world that will actually answer the phone. If you call us, it's four zero six two nine oh nine nine three eight. And, uh, yeah, feel free to get in touch anytime. That's awesome. I just love that. You just dropped your phone number. why not (laughs) oh that's good that's good well thanks a lot jackson we really appreciate your time and uh i'm so stoked that we got this this opportunity to talk about your skins your product and then uh yeah our partnership that's happening so super stoked yeah thank you guys uh thanks to be on the show really appreciate it well thank you man and talk to you soon take care peace All right, everybody, thank you for listening to Split Decisions. We hope this helps you make a more informed decision about the gear that you will use in the backcountry. If you like this content or have any comments for Chad and I, please reach out to us by DM at darkstarts.podcast or go to our website and hit the envelope icon at the bottom. <laughs>